0: originally broadcast over the Mutual Broadcasting System. Calling all detectives. When one hoodlum gave another a holiday necktie, it spelled out a pattern of murder. That is the situation on this page from my casebook, the casebook of Jerry Browning, Private Detective. The holiday season is a time for relaxation for everybody except a guy like me, Jerry Browning, Private Detective. It was a couple of days after Christmas and the Lascott Department Store was doing a big business in gift exchanges. I was at the hosiery counter explaining why size nine socks were too small for me. When a couple of aisles over, two men at the neckwear counter began exchanging Sunday punches. I pushed my way through the crowd just as... One of the contestants folded up and hit the rug. I grabbed the victor just in time to prevent him from kicking in the ribs of his fallen opponent. Shame on you, you big bully slugging a little guy like that. And right in the middle of the holidays, too. The big man twisted my grip. Let go of me before I knock your back teeth. Out. Oh, hello, Jerry. What's the good way? I relaxed my grip, took a good look at him. Hello, muscles. When did you get parole? Four months ago. Excuse me a second, Jerry. He bent over the small fallen man, took a gun from his victim's pocket, transferred it to his own. You have to excuse me, Jerry, but good-natured Eddie has got a nasty temper, as everybody knows. And if he wakes up with that rod in his pocket, he might get rash. I picked up the little man, shook him to a semblance of consciousness. Muscles, and you too, good-natured, what's the big idea of staging a riot in a place like this? Good-natured gave me a glassy stare. Why'd he hit me? Muscles looked hurt. Why did I hit him? Jerry! I buy, I don't steal, a classy $10 tie. A special, one-of-a-kind hand paint job. I give it to my pal, Casino Cassidy, season's greetings, except that Casino intercepts six slugs yesterday before he ever sports the tie. And today, I catch good-natured Eddie trying to exchange the tie I buy for Casino. You mean good-natured Eddie has a necktie you gave a man who's been murdered? That was the point at which good natured came out of his days. I can explain everything. I think the tie is too loud. Dome up Browning, Jerry. Two hoodlums staged a fight in a department store when one tried to exchange a necktie the other had given a murdered gambler. I walked Muscles and good natured down the street, keeping a firm grip on each one's arm. Good natured muttered. Jerry, if you will bunt your nose out of private business, I will cut Muscles' heart out. Muscles tried to reach beyond me to strike the little man's face. Listen, you scrawny as Jerry leaves. I'll twist your head around till you look on the other way. I yanked him over to a doorway. You two listen to me, you thick-headed apes. Casino Cassidy has been murdered. You, Muscles, gave him a holiday necktie, which makes you one of his friends. Presumably... You, good-natured, have that necktie, which means you either murdered him or know the person who did. It seems to me that both of you are in kind of a tough spot. Muscles and good-natured exchanged glances. Then, Jerry, leave us go have a drink against the cold and kind of talk this over. Sitting in a booth at the Red Lion Bar, good-natured tried to explain. The tie is too loud, Jerry. That's why I went to exchange it. I'm the conservative type. But I didn't get it off Casino. It was given to me by Danamora Dave Willis, holiday greetings. I'm the good-natured kind, Jerry. I don't grope guys or bullet in the shoulders as far as I go. And even then, I don't take the ties. Ask Danamora Dave. I pulled at the necktie that was dangling from good-natured's pocket was a loud thing of horses and palm trees and, somehow, mermaids and ocean, obviously hand-painted. Muscles, are you sure this is the tie you gave Casino? I ask you, Jerry, could I be mistaken? I took another look at the monstrosity. Oh, Muscles, you certainly couldn't. I think we'd better go see Denimore a day. Let's pause right here. Calling All Detectives returns in a moment. And now let's rejoin Calling All Detectives starring Paul Barnes, the man of a thousand voices. Danamora Day was the bouncer at a big roller skating rink. When he saw us, he came skating across the floor, pausing long enough to pluck a young would-be acrobat along the way. If you wanna die, Sonny, die outside! Hello, Jerry, muscles, good-natured. A merry yuletide, gents, what's the score? Good-natured looked unhappy. 8 to 5, Danamora, against you! I held up the necktie. You gave this to good nature, Denamora, But before that, Muscles gave it to the late Casino Cassidy. Mind telling us how you got the tie? Denimora winced. Uh, it was a happy holiday present from a friend. Only I personally favor bow ties, the kind with the elastic like I'm wearing. So I pass it on to my pal, good natured here. Who gave it to you, Danamora? The bouncer hesitated. Well, Cassino was all as a square guy. He shouldn't have been killed, so... Then Guzzler Grogan gave it to me. I thought it was kind of funny when he told me he was in too much of a hurry to get a box with it. Muscle snorted. I paid for the tie. I got a box with it. Danamora nodded. Maybe we should all go have a talk with Guzzler Grogan. It'll take all of us to do it. It took hours, but we finally found Guzzler Grogan leaning against a lamppost near the entrance to a narrow, poorly lighted street. When he saw us, Guzzler stiffened then relaxed as he recognized us. The season's best, pals. Where's a convention. Dan Amora didn't waste any time. Guzzler, you give me a tie that I give good nature to exchange. Only before that, muscles give the same tie to Christina Cassidy who is now on a slab. Leave me say the tie. I held it up at a safe distance. Guzzler nodded gravely. That's a tie, all right. A dilly, ain't it? Guzzler, I know you're a hold-up man, but I didn't think you were a killer, too. Guzzler was indignant. Anybody I knock off is strictly not on purpose. Being as is as my pal, I don't mind telling. I take this tie off a guy I guzzled last night, a big skinny guy wearing a monkey-tail coat. He comes out of Casino's place last night at 2 a.m. Through a window. As he lands on the grass, there I am, and I grab him around the neck, and I guzzle him. You mean you choked him? That's what I said, didn't I? I get his wallet and his watch. He's got this tie in his pocket, see? And I figure that's just what I need for my good friend Dannemora Dave, a merry holiday to you. I shrugged, put the tie back into my pocket. Looks like the end of the trail, boys. No, we'll never find Casino's killer. I don't know about that. Before I fling the wallet, I look inside. More time or Aldershot the second as a moniker. Though naturally, I won't say it in court. A police squad picked up young Aldershot at his home. He was so surprised that he caved right in. Admitted killing Casino in order to wipe out a gambling debt. As for the necktie, it had been flung in a drawer along with Aldershot's IOUs, And when Aldershot grabbed up the notes, he stuffed the tie into his pocket as well. In his panic, he never even realized he had it. Like I said, anything can become evidence. And sometimes even a necktie can turn into a noose around a killer's neck. And that was Paul Barnes.